Welcome back, everybody. After a brief hiatus to the Listening Podcast, we've been off the mic for a few weeks now. That's not without reason, though, Jake. We had a lot of life events happening. We were in a wedding. Yep. What else? I mean, just life. Happened. You name it, it happened. It, right. It, except that, like, it, that's impossible. Right. But is true. It just has been a busy few weeks. It has been. And that's more and more the norm for the podcast. I think we've been falling into that. Sean, I've been meaning to tell you this for weeks now. When you say welcome back at, at the top mm. of the episode, this is so specific and stupid. I'll keep it really brief. Okay. It reminds me of in the game Pokemon Snap. Oh. When you came back from your expedition oh. to take pictures, Professor Oak went, welcome back. Like that. And <laughs> for some reason, the way you say it always reminds me of Professor Oak. Big shout, Professor. Oh, so, see, I never played Pokemon Snap. Wasn't a Pokemon guy. So you're not influenced. That's like... You don't have the reference. You're the equivalent right now of the musician who, when you're like, hey, man, you sound like this band. Like, I never listened to them. Right, like, right. Oh. Now, so you came upon that, but you came upon Welcome Back on your own. I did. There's a Pokemon live-action movie coming, right? Detective Pikachu. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, I thought that's what... Oh, okay. I thought there was, like, maybe something. There was something with Pokemon that so, was, like, happening, but... I wanted to see Detective Pikachu, but it got not great reviews, so uh, I didn't because okay. I'm a slave to reviews. Yeah, that's true. Like, for example, we, we mentioned Toy Story in the after show, pre-show. Um, if it got... What would it take on Rotten Tomatoes for you to not go see the new Toy Story? For Toy Story, given the history and given how much I've liked the previous three, uh, 64... I was gonna, you know what? I was gonna put the over under at sixty five. Really? Yeah. So 60, yeah. sixty four. Okay, that that's very and interesting. That's considered a fresh rating, and I would like, yeah. I would only see it if someone brought it up. I think I'm probably the same way, but now that it has basically like a, a one thousand percent, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna feel smart about liking it. Me too. I'll be like, oh, it was excellent. That's the whole thing. That that that, that Pixar, they're they're they they knocked it out of the park. That, Had a lot of heart. That Hanks. He's great. Hello, Tim Allen. Can't, can't miss <laughs> Tim Allen. As funny as always. Uh, anyways, yeah, we've uh, we've been away for a few weeks, so we wanted to do a couple things on this podcast, Jake. It is June. We're now more than halfway through 2019, which seems We're technically insane. not. We're a few days under halfway. Oh, that's true. That is a great point. So we're doing this at exactly the right time. That's right. We usually do it a little earlier in June because we get excited. We love to put together lists on this podcast. So what we're going to do on this podcast is we are going to do our our rundown of our favorite albums and songs of 2019 so far. So maybe listeners out there who haven't heard some of this stuff, they can get uh, a nice refresher on what's been out there so far. And then we're going to do a quick June music recap on some things that we've been listening to that we may have missed after not doing the podcast for the last few weeks. I have a couple thoughts about the mid-year ranking. I always enjoy the mid-year ranking because it feels lower stakes for me, and I'll take more risks. Me too. And I'll just be like, like, especially around the 8, 9, 10 spots, I'll just be like, yeah, fuck it. Me too. This is nice. Because I'm like, I know I don't have to stand by this. It's not final. No one really cares. And I guess you could say that that's true of our end-of-year rankings. Well, I guess, though, I put more stock in my own end-of-year rankings, where now I'm like, this is just, you know, this is snapshot in time. Yeah. I guess that is, too. You can get down a rabbit hole with that. It always feels less permanent to me, and as a result, I have a little more fun with it, and I do it in, like, a quarter of the time. Same here, and I think that's a great transition to kick this off. I want to let you know what my number 10 is. I was going to say, because I have some surprises, I think. I do, too. Let me let me just say off the top. Yep. 
I did not include the national in my top ten of the yep. year so far. They are not there. It's a spoiler alert. Can you can you believe that? I can believe it, Sean, because I did not either. Wow. I didn't either. They fell just outside. Here is what fell into my top ten, Jake. And this, okay, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, which is no one, because um, there's no one listening to this episode. <laughs> Or any episode, we could say literally fucking anything right now, dude. No, 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 no. There, there's some true, there's some true listening pod heads out there. Quinn Callahan, big you shout, a, Quinn Callahan. You a real one? <laughs> we out here. Now, you would know that I love the National. They're one of my favorite bands ever, and that I have shit on this artist for many years. That, uh, Topsy Turvy 2019 It's Upside Down That's My number 10 album Solange When I Get Home Wow Okay it Snuck into the top 10 of the year so far It, it snuck into mine too A little higher Whoa Okay yeah. Because my logic here Was like Look The National Put out a good record It's good I, You know There's some other stuff That I, I like You know I, I, I thought about putting that Finesh album on here I thought about <laughs> Jesus Christ! Holy oh my God! Whoa! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> what the fuck happened? This thing fell out of the fucking wall. <laughs> Holy shit! We're gonna pause this for one second. Okay, we are back after a near tragedy. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, li- listeners, you heard the crash. Uh, Sean has a light fixture. Um, fixed above the table we're sitting at, uh-huh. and it came crashing down with really no warning whatsoever. No, no warning. Just came down. Not sure what happened there. Weirdly unscathed yeah, through all this. Fine. Nothing broke. The biggest thing that happened is there's now a, a little dent in your laptop under like where the keyboard is. My, which is my work laptop. I will be reprimanded. I won't. No one will care. No one will never well, know. A little insurance claim there, Jake. Uh, but yeah, we, I mean, we're, we're unscathed, I guess. We out so here. We out here. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just continue on. I, so you're number 10. That must have sounded very interesting. Um, okay, yeah, I, I mentioned Solange when I get home at number 10. I thought about putting the National here. They didn't make it in. Thought about putting Finesse. Even that Pale Hound album yep. I've been enjoying. Billy Woods as well. None of them made it in. Uh, Solange, when I get home, my number 10. Uh, my number 10. So I get a couple. I think I got like a few surprises okay, here. Okay, lay it on me. Honestly, 10 to 6 are ones that like yeah. bit and people wouldn't expect. Okay. 10, I have Kate LeBon with Yeah, Reward. that's a great album. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's a Drip, cool, drip, drip. <laughs> it's a very interesting, quirky sort of singer-songwriter album. Like I said many times before about it, I get like little Eno vibes here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. So that came in at number 10. What's your I nine? love that that is your number 10. My number 9 is this Fontaine's DC album, Dogrel. This is this Irish punk rock band. They remind me of the Irish parquet courts. Ooh. Okay? I would highly recommend checking out this album. This is one I still have not gotten around yeah, to. Yeah, you need to listen to this. That was my number 9. All I can say is, like, I don't even want to... Like, I've been really enjoying this. I need other people to listen to it, though. Yep. I feel like this has flown way under the radar. The only reason why I checked this out is because Stereo Gum put out their list of best albums of the year so far a couple weeks ago. This was number three or four. I was like, I've even heard of this. Like, what the fuck is this? Checked it out. 
and I was hooked. I'm enjoying it. It's my number nine. I'm going to check it out for sure, um, especially since it made your list. My number nine is Aldous Harding, designer. Yes. Uh, f- sort of, for- this album flew way under the radar for me, even in the last few weeks. I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then when I was looking to make my list, I was like, oh, yeah. Because I had a really like hot period with yeah. this album. I was listening to it a lot. There's some excellent songs on here. Um, the Barrel. Love the, that song. The Barrel. Um, designer is good. The uh, Fixture Picture, picture yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is awesome. Um Really enjoyable, uh, sort of like female Nick Drake yeah. on certain songs. I love Kayla Bond and Elvis Harding to kick this off is so good because it's very 2019. It's so 2019. I was looking through my list of albums, those two stood out to me where I was like, Yeah, I really enjoyed those, but I feel like these other ones I like just a tiny bit more. That's totally fair. Um, and they almost made it on, but they didn't yet. Here's one that did, Jake, my number eight. I'll be very interested to see if this made your list. Because I feel like, for as much as we love this band, we haven't talked about it a ton. Yep, yep. It's the new Pup album, Morbid Stuff. I think this album's great. Um, I actually think it's a little more consistent overall than Dream Is Over. And I actually think I I could be convinced, or maybe I could convince others, this is Pup's best album. Okay, so that's a very interesting take. I think a couple things about this album. It fell outside my top ten. Okay. Just outside. It's in the five that I just didn't rank. Um, And the one that is my number eight, which I'll announce in a second here, Sure. made it almost for the inverse reason, which is that this Pup album didn't... On the listens I took of it, wow me as much as I hoped it would. Yeah. And this other album is one I didn't expect to like that much okay. and ended up really enjoying more than I thought. Even though I, I probably listened to these albums around the same, probably liked them around the same. Yeah. Um, so, fell outside my top ten. My number eight, Sean, is Solange. When I get love home. It. I love it. I just realized more and more as the year went on, even though for the most part, like the last time I listened to this album in full is a long time ago. Yeah. But I, there's songs on it that have been on my best of the year playlist, Same. and they're on there. And it just feels like this has sort of permeated the year in a way. It's yeah. stuck around, and I, I, I'm always in the mood for some of those songs. Me too. And you know what else I realized too is even though it's kind of a longer album, what is it, like 18 tracks or something? Yep. It flows very nicely. It's easy to listen to in a way that I thought Seat at the Table was not. Yeah, and it, it flies by, to be honest. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. This is where this being the mid-year ranking comes in and, and, and comes into play. These two albums could easily switch spots by the end of the year. 100%. And it could be, you know, Solange could go down a bit, Pup could come up a bit. Because, like, we just mentioned we're taking risks with it. And I gotta be honest, if this was my end of year, I don't know if Solange makes it. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have to see. Solange has been this one that has, like... The reason I ranked it is because it just steadily took me off guard and by surprise all year every time I listened to it and every time I heard a song. I think if it's going to rank highly on my end of year, like it'll hit my top 50 for sure. Right. But if it's going to rank like top 25 or higher, I think I need one more little good run with it. Maybe that'll come towards the end of the year when I start to do my re-listen of everything. So here it is at number 10, and, and it's already, it already has a precipitous fall ahead. <laughs> I mean, like, we'll see. I'm just assuming str- more strong albums are going to come out. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, top 10 or, or top 8 even for you at this point in the year is pretty strong considering yep. our history with Solange. Uh, here's my number 7, Jake. I, I, I hope this one's on yours, too. Halado Negro, This Is How You Smile. This album has just been such a vibe. Yep. And that's a big 2019 term, too, is a vibe. This album, so like I think there's a couple 
standout tracks like Phantasma Vaga and yes, Running. dude. Those I will listen to on their own, but also as a whole, this album also really flows, much like Solange, in that it all kind of just like flows. You know, this is one you can kind of put on the background. Maybe you're working, maybe you're just hanging out. It's a it's a lazy weekend morning. You throw on Halado Negro, and you're like, hell yeah! Like I'm in, I, I'm I'm in warm warmer climates. Yeah, dude. I, so I feel the same about this album. It is on my list. It's coming later, actually. Oh, it's all right. right. What's your number seven? Uh, my number seven. It, it, speaking of artists we used to shit on relentlessly, I think wow. you see where I'm coming from with this. James Blake, Assume Form. Love it. Like, dude, I, I had to be wow. honest with myself. I really, really like this record. I listened to it a lot when it came yeah. out. And it's like, some of the songs just keep on coming back for me. And every time I've listened, I've expected it to be the listen yep. where I don't like it as much. And yep. it hasn't happened. So, I did have that listen. It was probably around late February, early March or something. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll go back and listen to that. And it did kind of hit me. Some of them, some of the songs, I was like, okay, I'm a little sick of these. But what I will say has some of my favorite individual songs of the year on it um, is my favorite album by him in general. And I had a really good run with this at the start of the year, along with that Sharon Van Etten one, which also didn't make my list, but like... It's just outside mine. Very, too. very solid albums. And I'm glad that it that it made it on yours. Yeah, it just made sense, and I felt like it, it, it was an honest portrayal of the year so far, which is that it was pretty important to me in the first three months. Respect the hell out of that. Here's my number six, Jake. Better Oblivion Community Center with Better Oblivion Com- Community Center. Yep. Connor Oberst, Phoebe Bridgers. Um, Phoebe Bridgers, it, what a run she is on. I think she's one of the more talented and enjoyable young singer-songwriters. Um, just everything she does really hits home for me. Um, there's a, a one or two songs that uh, you might see in my top 10 songs of the year so far list. And look... I think if pound for pound you're comparing this album to some of the other ones in my top 10, I think you could objectively say it's not as impressive or quote unquote good as some of the other ones. Like there's a couple clunker songs on here. Like I think especially some of the Connor Oberst ones, like Dominoes, like the last track or even, um, I, I don't know, there's a couple others where are, I'm not even always in on them, but... The highs on this album, like Sleepwalking, Dylan Thomas, yep. Exception to the Rule... I am so all in on these songs. And there's great moments and there's great lyrics. Um, This is my de facto pick for like the emotional connection is higher than the actual like objective like value of it, I guess. If that that makes sense. This is is my emotional connection album and it's coming in at number six. This is one that fell for me outside of the top ten. It would have been probably the top fifteen. Um... In fact, it was one that, like, when I grabbed a bunch of these to potentially rank, it was in the general yeah, list. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I re-listened just last night and was struck again by some of the moments on it, and, yep. and I had to put it there. It just made sense at number six for Yeah, me. that's totally fair. My number six is Jenny Lewis on the line. Yeah, see, I think this these are two sides of the same coin. This is the Jake and Sean coin. My half is maybe the little more on-the-nose emo-ish okay, better okay. oblivion album yours is maybe the more like 
How would you describe this Jenny Lewis record it, for to, you? To me, it feels like a pop country singer-songwriter album. Channeling I, maybe a little bit of Casey Musgraves uh, from last year. Last but, year, After Effects? Maybe, but like I, I think this is a distinctly different record from that. Like It doesn't actually like speak to me in the same way and okay. these feel like different kinds of songs but I that's I think the comparison to yep. make if if there is one I, it's it's not one that has stuck with me nearly as much as Golden Hour oh of course yeah but it it is excellent like songs like Red Bull and Hennessy um, Wasted Youth um, Heads Will Roll or Heads Are Gonna Roll whatever it's called um, Dosey Doe Dosey Doe smoking on that Dosey Doe <laughs> throughout the track list <laughs> Big shout just, out Gunna. I just think it's really enjoyable like singer songwriter style music and like there's even some songs I like Red Bull and Hennessy yep. that reminds me of a little bit of like Fleetwood Mac yeah like um there's parts that remind me a little of Kate Bush on that Definitely. song there's different elements that, that come into this album where I think it gives it like a, a really interesting character yep um Jenny Lewis was someone I had no context for beforehand she has a whole career that oh, yeah. I have not explored whatsoever she was in another band I Rilo Kiley yeah Rilo Kiley yep and has other solo albums um so this is just one that took me by surprise and and when I was thinking about my ranking I realized that like just in terms of like look at the track lists and what are some of the ones you enjoy the most consistently and this is one I love it so so far Jake our top the first five songs in our top first five albums in our top ten excuse me only Solange has been that's been the one album we've both had so far. Right. Yeah. This is not the norm. It's not. I think the top five is where we start to. I th- I have a together. feeling the top five. However, here's my number five: Hand Habits, Placeholder. Yeah, we don't meet there, and, it's, and this is uh, this is one where you got me a little bit because it's this is an album that I really liked when it came yeah. out, and I've been meaning to and meaning to go back to it and just haven't. And like when I saw it on your list, I was like, "Well, so, you fucked up." Jake. To me, this Hand Habits album is doing what Aldous Harding and Kate LeBon are doing in a, in a small in small ways but just like I enjoyed this one more. Yep. I enjoy this Hand Habits one more. It's like this folky kind of vibe that seems to be a theme. Like the female folky record yeah. is like the theme of the first half of 2019. Yeah, that theme's not going anywhere in the the remaining uh, top five. No, yeah, so Hand um, Habits, Placeholder, highly recommend. Really good. I'm going to go back to it. Probably would be top 20 for me right now. Okay. Um, number five for me is Helado Negro. This is how there it you is. smile. All right. um, wow. Top all, five for uh, yeah, Helado. Yeah, all the same reasons you said. I, I, I don't have much more to add about it yep. except that um, the more I think about this album, the the more I think it really is excellent and um, has just it, it it goes for a thing that there's no other album on the list that does where it's like that in, this interesting mix bilingual yeah. song um, you know song list here. Yep. Um, Running is one of my favorite songs of the year so far, which mm-hmm. I think we'll mention in the mm-hmm. in the next segment on our favorite songs of the year. Um, and yeah, it just is like it's it's it is a vibe. It's just like such a cool sort of relaxing but also kind of haunting yeah. album. Yeah. Uh, my oh, you know, before I get to my number four, I just want to say if you're in the right mood, and I re-listened again today because I was in the right mood for Gunna Dripper Drown hey, Two, yeah. it could be in my top five could, if I'm if I'm in the right mood. If you're in the wrong mood, it, it's not even gonna sniff the top twenty. Right. It's the most like back and forth album for me. But today I was in the mood and I was loving it. Um, and I had a nice little run with it earlier. So it's your number one so album. So it's my number of the one. So no, no. Uh, here's my number four, Jake. Vampire Weekend, Father of the Bride. Yep. Um, 
This I could see, well, I don't know. These top three albums are pretty solid for me. Um, this felt exactly right. I think I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this album based off of the singles, based off of just my general feelings about Vampire Weekend over the past few years since they've been out of kind of our consciousness and haven't been putting out new music. Um, I was very, very impressed by this. And if you had told me at the beginning of the year that the Nationals' new record would not place in my top 10 at this point, but Vampire Weekends would, I'd be pretty surprised. That This is, I think, among the most improbable things yeah. of this list, yeah. is that this has made your list. You know, it's pretty big of me, Jake, to uh, not let this, you know, my, my historical biases yeah. influence my, my ranking. So big pat on the back to me. Big, all uh, credit uh, to me. All credit to you. You're getting a pat on the back from both of us. Thank you. My number four is Wise Blood, Titanic Rising. Yes. Um, I think we'll talk more about this later. Yes, we I think will. like we will also about Father of the Bride. Yes. Um, so I'll suffice it at this point to say um, that it's like one of the best produced albums I've ever heard, oh, let yeah. alone this year. It's gorgeous. Um, and it just like the songwriting on each song is so great. Her vocal performances throughout are incredible. Yep. And it has like three of the strongest songs of the year yeah. on it, if not more. Yep. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, Wise Blood. My number three, and I think this might... This is probably in your top three, too. Jessica Pratt, Quiet Signs. It is in my top three. All right. Somewhere. Okay. Oh, I'm in, I'm, I can't wait to see. I have a feeling this is going to be your number one. But we'll see. That remains to be seen. You can look so at my we'll, screen right now and find out. We, I, I won't. I don't no. want to be spoiled. Jessica Pratt, Quiet Signs. I think this was the earliest... Uh, I don't want to call it a classic, but I think the earliest, like, strong album this year, where it was like, okay, we've kind of arrived, yep. hasn't really gone away from me either. I've kept going back to it. I've kept listening. And it's one of those albums where I sort of forget about it for a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking Quiet Signs. And I'll throw it on, and I like it more and more each time. So I'll get to my ranking of that one in a, in a second. It's somewhere okay. in my top three. When I get there, I have a, a, an interesting story about why I ranked it the way okay. I did. Okay, okay. My number three, Big Thief, UFOF. Okay. Um, just, like, fucking incredible. And, like, the way this album starts from the minute oh, it starts man. with... Uh, I'm, Contact. Forget, Contact, thank you. Um, and that song comes in, and then that, it just sort of rips wide open yep. with, with um, Adrian Linker's scream and the distorted guitars. Um, the songs throughout are great. It's, it's, it's more of what makes Big Thief awesome, but they're doing weirder things than they've done before and still pulling them off. This is my number two album. So perfect is timing. Big Thief. Perfect now, timing. is this the best Big Thief album? It's really, really hard for me, honestly, between this and Capacity. I really struggle. I think when it came out, in the heat of it coming out, I was like, yes, for sure it right. is. Um, a little closer now? I think it's a little closer, but, but you know... I think it is. I do. I think it is. I think it's their most consistent all the way through. I think it's the most daring. I think it's their... It's hit, the most daring. I think they've hit... It's. I think it's their most impressive overall. I think they have peaked... Not not peaked necessarily. I think they've reached a peak so far in their career yeah. of what that band and what Adrian Lanker's songwriting can be. Yeah. I am pretty blown away by that album. It's my number two. There, there's moments on this album that like, yeah, when you heard when you first heard Paul or you first heard Masterpiece, this is like the best version of what they could have yes. become two albums later. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think it's right there with capacity. I may, maybe a hair better, but I think capacity is like, dude, it's also, also so excellent. consistent. Yep. It's also so good. I love that Big Thief 
when and I think we said this when, we, when this we talked about for it us, man. that when when Masterpiece first came out there was like this little curiosity that no one had really heard about and we're like hey this is a surprisingly good album yeah and over the years they've just become one of the premier indie rock bands they're it was interesting because I was looking today on Spotify whatever and it was Brooklyn indie rock band Big Thief and I was like they're like the cream of the crop indie rock band coming out of like one of the most fertile music scenes in the country, if not the world. Yeah. How how crazy is that? It's crazy. They've really they've hit it pretty big for what. It's the same thing for me. Like I definitely feel that with Big Thief. And again, it's this 2019 vibe of like this female led, folky, quieter, darker vibe that so many of the records in our top 10 and the ones that we've enjoyed this year have been. Yeah. Um, so I'll, since you already know what one of my one and two are, I'll just reveal them at the same time. Okay. Uh, my number two album of the year so far is Vampire Weekend, Father of the Bride, which means my number one is Jessica Pratt, Quiet Signs. Yes. So here's the little story I have to go along with. Yes. I, when I was throwing this ranking together, I just so opened a spreadsheet through kind of copied all the albums I thought were potentials from my list into the cells and immediately grabbed Father of the Bride through it at one. I was just like, it's going to be my number yep. one. Um, I've listened to it maybe more than any other. Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed it more thoroughly. And then I went to Jessica Pratt. I went on Spotify. I played the first five seconds of um, uh, Aeroplane or Polly yeah. Blue or one of those songs. Yeah. I think it was what's the, this time around. Yeah. I played like five seconds of it and immediately put it at number one. I, I was love like, it. I was just like, oh, that's nope. amazing. This vibe is like yep. unparalleled uh, for me. Yep. It, Jessica Pratt, it's, it's, it's the perfect confluence of a bunch of things we've talked about before with music. It's, first of all, a vibe I really like with this quiet, hushed, folky sound, very echoey, really sort of like just sort of like haunting in moments that and also it's a time and place album for yeah, me i listened important. to it on the plane to san francisco for a trip i took out there listened to it while i was walking through the streets of san francisco exploring and on the flight back and like it's important to me for moments of that like i remember yeah. there were moments on the flight back where i was trying to fall asleep and this was helping me fall asleep and yeah. there were moments where like a song like crossing was like amping me up to explore the city yeah. more with its like pirate sway and yes, shit. Yes, that's amazing. And I was just like, no, this is the album of the year for me still. Even though it's been a bit since I've gone back to it, I listened to it so heavily for such a straight period of time that it has to be number one. And what I'll say about Vampire Weekend is it, there, there's no album that's took, taken me more positively by surprise like in the last few years. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be necessarily even great i think it is a great album and i think that there's like to a track they're pretty it's 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 astoundingly consistent for an album as long as it is it's and with as true. many songs it's and true. trying as many different things as it Did does not expect that um so yeah that's my my two and one are vampire weekend I, I, I love it uh my number one jake is unquestionably mm -hmm. and this was easy this has been my easiest number one at this point in the year wise blood titanic rising um, basically everything you said about the Jessica Pratt album applies to me. It hit me at exactly the right time. The themes on this album, the just the style of music, everything converged to complement what was happening in my life and what I was thinking and feeling just in a perfect way. I mean, the first track is called A Lot's Gonna Change. Yep. And that has been the name of the game for me. This year, especially over the, and over the last year, a lot's going to change. And there's just so many lyrics on here that are like 
eerily spot on for things. And, you know, I talked about that emotional connection with Better Oblivion. This is the perfect confluence of emotional connection, but also just objective, great art all coming together. Um, I I think the album art is amazing. I think the title is sick. Everything about this is just like, knocking it out of the park for me i think of it's the best album art of the year by a long shot i i I think of any of the albums that i ranked this is unquestionably for me a classic from this year um i don't know if i would put that title on any of the other ones maybe big thief maybe jessica pratt um but yeah this is just everything to me this album is 2019 to me i i kind of have no doubt this will be my album of the year when it's all said and done too. Really? unless something else comes out that is like i, I, so, I don't so, know if that can happen twice in a year where something like this this important is gonna happen so sean this is a more apt comparison i think to casey last year for me that i think is probably because true. do you remember the week casey musgraves came out we came on the podcast and i was like this is my favorite yeah, album of the year yeah and it's like not close yeah it just happened yeah. And I've, I haven't had that feeling about an album really ever except that. Right. And, and it seems like with this Wiseblood album, if you know already, it's your favorite now and it's going to be your favorite. I think it's going to be. That feels like that's the comp. It is. You're so Bill right. Simmons. That's so spot on. That's very spot on. So yep. yeah, Wiseblood's my number my number one. Nice. Yep. Uh, so why don't you kick us off with uh, songs, Jake? And we don't, we can, we can kind of go through this one more quickly. I think songs are a little harder to talk about. Do you want to um, say sometimes. with Do you want to say with with albums a few honorable mentions? Just oh like yeah, literally yeah, yeah. not in any order. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, honorable mentions the ones I considered Mannequin Pussy, even though I've only listened four I, times. I had that as well as an honorable mention um, with the album Patience, Sharon Van Etten, Remind Me Tomorrow, The National, I'm Easy to Find, Pup with Morbid Stuff, and then Better Oblivion Community Center. Okay, great. Yeah, my honorable mentions The National, I'm Easy to Find, um, and you know what? Maybe by the time the year's done, that you know, weaves its way into a higher ranking, but we'll see. Uh, yep, that Mannequin Pussy one, I agree. Uh, the Christian Finesh album, Agora, that's my favorite kind of ambient, more electronic release this year. I think that one's excellent. Uh, Pale Hound with Black Friday. I've been going back to that one kind of a lot. Uh, and then Billy Woods with Hiding Places. And a couple honorable mentions to the honorable mentions. Um, that Carly Rae Jepsen album. Yeah, okay. Uh, is up there. I think that's more of a uh, tracks album for me. There's like six songs that I fucking love. And then the rest, I'm like, okay, I can take it or leave it. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of albums that fall into this like good, but not great. But I really like. But I still like them a lot. I could I could rip through so many. I, mean, I won't. But like, there's a lot. This this has been a very consistently good year. It's been a year heavy with good good albums. albums. Yeah. yeah, with good albums. Yeah. Uh, so my number ten song of the year, "Bins" by Solange. That is also on my list. A, a bit higher though. Okay, um, it's such a vibe. My number ten. Jake, I'm giving the national a little bit of love here. I, I think Rylan is the highlight from this album, and it's uh, interesting that this song has existed since like 2011, 2012, and that the album they put out in 2019 that's the best song on it. Maybe not the best indication of the rest of the album, and might be telling why it didn't make it into my top ten. But I think Rylan's excellent. I've, I listen to that one just on its own a lot. Really quick, the kind of quiet narrative about this album, which is a real bummer, is that it's a little disappointing. Yeah, that's the truth of the matter. Even if it's good, yeah. which it is. 
But again, I think um, maybe why it's a quiet narrative is because it's like, well, it's still good. Yeah, it's still good. It's about time they didn't just put out like... An instant classic. Like (laughs) pretty much a classic. And also, this kind of makes sense for where they're at in their career. I think it's an acceptable disappointment. Of course. I just mean it's a disappointment disappointment by their standards. By their standards, absolutely. Because any other year, I mean, like, if they put out an album, like, what would people bet? That it would be your number one and my number three at this point of the year? That'd be the smart one. Like, that's probably where it would be. It'd be in both of our top fives at a minimum. Yeah. Do you have a favorite from from that album? Uh, That was one of the ones I considered putting on there. Um, Also, I I think You, Your Soul With You is great. There's a couple that I'm forgetting. Uh, Where Is Her Head. Where Is Her Head is the one. Yes, the title track, I Am Easy To Find, I think uh, are all up there as well. Uh, Yeah, Where Is Her Head is the one that also jumps to mind for me. My number nine song of the year, Real Love by Carly Rae Jepsen. This song bangs. It does. I went maximalist pop for number nine. Uh, Yeah, such such an instrumental hook after the Real Love vocal comes in. Again, there were like six Carly Rae songs that I could have put in the top ten here. I actually didn't end up putting any. Um, So I actually did this year a surprisingly good job in that I actually did limit it to one per artist. I did too. I I did it on purpose. I, 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 I thought about not doing it. Yep. And then I ultimately just sort of ended up doing it. But I'm glad I did. Speaking of that, I've been slowly working on my top 100 songs of the decade list. Yep. And I'm making a conscious effort to do one. One per one artist. One per artist. Just because there's too much good stuff out there. And I don't want like there to be 40 artists on a 100 song That's playlist. Fair. You know, yeah. so... Uh, my number nine, James Blake with Mile High okay, featuring yeah. Travis Scott. This is like the perfect combination of artists and vibes and just this one. This was the lead single. Um, I remember this coming out. This was like January. This is early January. And I was like, okay, James Blake haven't really been like. And I was like, ooh, Travis Scott, we out here. Yep, yep, and yep. this song has just stuck with me. I, I, I've listened to it more than almost any song this year. So James Blake, Mile High. Um, that song is, I think, probably the best on that album. The one that I'm going to mention in a couple minutes is my personal favorite from okay. that album. Uh, so my number eight, though, is 17 by Sharon Van Etten. That's also my number eight. There you go. Eight and eight equals 16, which is almost ooh. 17. So, so stay woke, what listeners. makes this for me is the way it builds. Yeah. Um, this feels like it could be a Bruce Springsteen song. Um, when her voice, re- when she was really like straining that vocal and really going for it uh, towards the end of the song, gets me every single time. Yep, it's an emotional song yep. and it's a, a really strong vocal performance. Um, yeah, it just is a really good song. Exploder about it too. That's worth listening to. It was awesome. I didn't even realize. So in that song, Exploder, she mentions that she has a vo- someone who she sings vocal harmonies with yep. on her albums. Their voices are so similar They're on albums so that I, I didn't even know it was yeah. another person, me either. which is crazy. Uh, so that was also your number eight. So my number seven is James Blake. Into the Red, yeah, which has become one of my favorite songs on that album, um, has such a cool little sort of like, like weird bell-like instrumental like synth thing going on in it. Um, I just have like loved this song ever since I heard it. It's one that I don't know. It just has stuck with me over and over. Um, the way his vocals sound on it are so cool. Um, yeah, I, not much else to say about it. Uh, my number seven, Jake is Priests with Good Time Charlie. Um, So this is an album that I thought 
was maybe going to be a little bit better than it ended up being for me just based off the strength of the the singles uh this one in particular this is one of the most biting songs lyrically this year there's some of my favorite lyrics that chorus of congressman and goldenrod will weaponize the forgotten because they say we worship the same god is awesome yeah um just has such an energy to it uh love this song i've listened to this one a lot too uh whenever this one pops up i'm always down to listen to it and that's a good indication it should be on the list so that's my number seven uh my number six whitney fta yeah, I like forgot that that could even be one. Oh, and there's another one on my list that's like that. Uh, FTA Forever Turned Around, I think is the lyric. Um, awesome song. And like this was the first, my introduction back into Whitney um, has a long, it's not a long song, but but like more than half of it is instrumental. And it's Beautiful. just like the most gorgeously recorded yeah. and played guitar music with some strings going on. It's just like... Such a nice... The chord progression's great. I have nothing but good things to say about this song. Is that I'm, on Spotify yet? It's not. <sighs> I Whenever I... I have to Google it every time that, I'm on Yeah, listen. yeah. For that reason, I've like not. Oh, I've listened. Oh, and I know what you're talking about. And I totally forgot that was an option too. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see that one soon. My number six, Pup with Kids. The lead single from Morbid Stuff. I think this was like a perfect reintroduction to this band. Um, it took all the good stuff that we know that they do and kind of... Not, not flipped on its head by any stretch, but I think did enough fresh stuff with it where it was a good reintroduction and incredibly catchy song. Um, that is my number six. Uh, my number five. So for these next two, I just had to kind of pick a song from these albums. Yep. My number five is This Time Around by Jessica Pratt. Yeah, so yeah, I considered uh, putting this in my top ten as well, but just missed. Um, and the other, there's plenty I considered. I considered Aeroplane, I considered Crossing, I considered... Uh, Polly Blue. There's a lot on this album that like could have made it. This is the one that I think at the end of the day is maybe the best straight up song. Um, and so for all the reasons I described about Jessica Pratt earlier, this song's on the on the uh, the list for me. Very nice. My number five, Jake Solange with Bins. So good. I just want to wake up on CP time. The the bouncy little um like that like synth beat or whatever it is. Panda Bear produced the song, I think. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. And then that hi-hat drum that just yeah. does the symbol that just does not go away. Yeah. The song's like a minute and a half, and it just is like such a little bouncy jaunt yeah. through CP time. Solange bins number five. Uh, my number four, Flower Moon by Vampire Weekend. Wow. Ultimately has become my favorite on the album. Love it. Is it the best? No, I don't know. I mean, like, it depends who you ask, I guess, but like it's just one that sticks with me. Um, I love the intro, which sounds like Imogen Heap. I love the little bridge section when he sings A Simple Twist of Fate. That The little melody right. at that part really gets me every time. Um, the end when each Ezra and Steve Lacey, the collaborator on it, sing the Flower Moon line by themselves. Um, mm. And the instrumentation on it is cool and diverse and interesting. Um, and I think it's, it's a great like sort of sort of nuclear look at what the album is like on yeah. the whole for, yeah, for absolutely. Uh my number four Jake this one might be a little bit of a surprise Japanese Breakfast with Essentially yeah it is um, I don't even know if this is associated with an upcoming album or what I just happened to see she put out a new single I listened to it and it reminded me of Fleetwood Mac era like Tango in the Night and I was just like, this is fucking awesome. And it is a big step up from what we've heard from her. Like, look, I think Japanese Breakfast, like, 
Roadhead or a couple of the songs from that first record are really, really good, or 12 Steps even from that last one, this is like a step up. Yeah. I, I've listened to this song a lot. There are really? big Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks vibes on this. That's my number four. I love it. Highly recommend checking it out. Uh, my number three is Every Day by Wise Blood. Yes. Um, I considered movies. You know, I thought about Andromeda. Ultimately, this was just my favorite. It puts me in a great mood every time yep. I hear it. It's the one where I love it in the context of the album, and I can listen to it on its own yep. the most. Um, you know, there's, again, plenty of songs you could argue from this album that you could put on here. This one, I just think, is, like, so beautifully produced. And when that warbly, like, violin mm. thing comes in, kills me. Yep. is awesome. Um, and just so, yeah, I, one of... It, 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 I think it's ultimately, by a hair, my favorite on that Wise Blood album. Yes. Um... We'll, we'll have more coming from that soon. My number three, Billy Woods, Spider Hole. I like this. I, so I, I realized over this past weekend driving in the car, whenever this song comes on, I, I want to listen to it. I, I am so just grabbed by it for a few different reasons. It starts off with this warbly kind of dark, like, just I don't even know what. And it, and it just is immediately you feel like you're in a spider hole and and you're just like whoa like what is this and then you have that big like power chord electric guitar sound come in and you're like whoa now this song's like huge and there's great lyrics on here i love that lyric where it goes felt like the internet snipers in the minaret so fucking sick and then it closes out with that uh that line from succession where the patriarch of the family is, oh, right. she's got her own game going on. And you're like, what, what do you mean? We, we all got our own game going on. Yeah. And it's just like so perfect. Uh, and it's like this tight three-ish minute song. I can't not listen to it when it comes on. So many great moments on it. I got to revisit this song some more. The, this, the songs from that album that I considered not even really putting on this list, but that I have on my playlist are Houthi and, uh, and, and SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yep. Which is just such a funny lyric. Dude, go Sponge- back to Spider Hole. I will. Holy I will. shit. Uh, my number two, Sandy Alex G, Gretel. This song... This is the one I forgot about, because this probably would have made it. This song grabbed me from like the moment I heard it, and as I listened more and more, only blew me away with each listen. Uh, the dark, weird guitar riff that opens it, and the way he's able to take that riff, which is really strange and like again, dark and move it into what turns into kind of a poppy, catchy, yeah. almost Animal Collective sounding yeah. song is incredible. I, I I have a feeling that this album, House of Sugar, oh, yep, yep, is going to yep. be like one that, that, that makes some noise in our rankings. I think, I think so too. And the way he sings that whole thing, it's coming back, the House of Sugar, that yeah. whole thing. Like the whole idea of like, like you're getting pulled back by this. Yeah. You know, and whatever theme he's going on with House of Sugar, Gretel, I wonder if there's a song called Hansel on there. Mm. I'm like digging the theme, I am so excited for this Alex G um, album. Great pick but by this, putting that on here. This song is like, it just this like, per, I think it's this perfect little weird experiment that yep. where every part of it works. Totally agree. Me. Great, great pick. My number two, this is a little bit of a one-two punch, but my my real number two here is Sleepwalking by Better Oblivion Community Center. Okay. The one-two punch is Dylan Thomas. Um, but I'm I'm going with Sleepwalking here, and this one just immediately floored me when I heard the album. Again, much like that Wise Blood record and a lot of the songs on there, this just was so on the nose uh, emotion-wise and lyrically. Um that I, I couldn't not put it on here. It's one of my most listened to songs. 
Uh, again, this is just more of like a personal connection than it being objectively a great song necessarily. It's pretty straight ahead. It's pretty straightforward. It's just like a normal indie rock song. Uh, but I couldn't couldn't leave it off. Phoebe Bridgers, every year she has put out music, at least one of those songs ends up really resonating with me. Last year was Me and My Dog. Yeah. And, I mean, you could even say, like, there was others on that EP, that Boy Genius EP. And then Stranger in the Alps had a couple candidates as well. She just, she does it for me, man. Yeah, she's great. My number one, are you ready? Yeah. Big Thief, UFOF. Wow. Has been, since it came out, probably the candidate that I, I, I always knew is like this is going to be love, real wow. high on my songs list. Um, because I listened to it like nonstop when the single dropped. Yeah. Something about the slinky guitar, the way it moves through, the way Adrian's voice sounds on it. It has such a weird rhythm and such a distinct vibe to it. Like a lot of Big Thief's music, I think this is the best they ever have captured that feeling love it of yeah. like her like this like kind of rolling drum beat behind a, a finger picked acoustic guitar like that's a tough thing to get tight and they fucking kill it with this song yeah and I've loved it like since the minute I heard it so it's my my top song of the year I, I so love far. it and my top song this again could have been any number of songs from this album but it's movies by wise blood yeah. again it could have been Andromeda could have been every day um, but I went with movies because I think this song is the centerpiece of the album. Um, I think it builds in a really nice way. I think it's cinematic It's in and of itself. It's called movies and it feels theatrical. I mean, there's, that, does. there's that crazy violin section in the middle that kind of breaks up the two halves of the songs. And then the way she just nails the I want to be... Uh, vocal on the back half there just gets me every single time and the build up the, like those huge drums yep. do, 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 that like thing they do yeah, yeah so it's cool. like it's just everything I think this is like a perfect song um, and is is by a hair my favorite over every day in Andromeda um, so I'm going with that one as my easy number one and again that might just end up being my song of the year nice. by the end of the year too yeah. so when she gets into the part where she's like I love the glory. I love movies. That whole mm. part, like how big her voice sounds at that point, is so sick. That's a great pick. That's yep. a great pick. And it, it would like in another version of this yes. would be in my at least my top twenty. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that wraps up our mid year recap. I, I think overall, Jake, great year for music so far. Um, you know, maybe a month or two ago, I was thinking, yeah, this has been a really this has been a good year. Maybe a little bit stronger on the album end of things, but I think tracks-wise, it's actually really rounded out in and of itself. So really strong overall, very consistent year. I, you know, I would like to see where we stand after we get this new Alex G album. There's a couple other heavy hitters coming that I can't think of right now. Yeah. But and and listeners, you know, if you have any thoughts and you have any interest in, uh, you know, letting us know or reaching out in any way yeah. to us to let us know that you listen. Do that. Yeah, why not? It'd be cool to hear your rankings for yeah. the year so far. Do you want to do a quick June let's roundup? Do a, let's do a quick June roundup here. So do, you I, me to, do you want me to take a few off the top that are just quick? I've yeah, just no, yeah. almost no thoughts about sure. what I listened to. Um, Tim Heidecker, What the Broken Hearted okay. Do, is at least an interesting album to check out just from the perspective of this is a guy who's like has no he's making albums that are unreasonably good for who he is. Right. There's no reason for Tim Heidecker of Tim and Eric fame to yep. be making albums that are as inspired as this is. I'm not saying it's great, but it's very interesting and it's that all these songs are like 
pretty fucking good. Mm. And it's 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 interesting to me that he's taken this turn and is like taking music somewhat seriously. Yeah. Um, another one, I don't know if you listen to this one, is Bill Callahan, Shepherd of the Sheepskin not, Vest. I did not get a chance to listen. Only listened once. It's pretty long. It's it's more of Bill Callahan. I just shit. wasn't in that mood, yeah. and I knew what it was. This is so I was like, I'm okay. This is Bill Callahan doing his thing. I, I, I enjoyed it, and I definitely want to go back to it. Um, last one, uh, Baroness, Golden yeah. Gray. So Baroness is a band that appeals to me on a couple levels. One, I like metal a little bit in my heart of hearts. I always of course, have a little yeah. bit. Two, we always talk about how we like themed albums. Yes, they. All their albums are just a color, right. and this like ornate animation uh, illustration always right. makes those words up of like women in like crazy garb right. and like half naked, right? But surrounded in those colors. This is the Golden Gray album. It uh, got some pretty pretty good acclaim actually. I think the first day on Metacritic had like a ninety eight. Wow. Um, I listened once. It, to be honest, like I, I liked that album Purple a few years ago. Yeah. I probably won't go back to this a ton. Yeah, but. Um, but I enjoyed it. Cool. I, I have a few we can knock out as well. I mentioned that Fontaine's DC album, Dog Roll, that made it into my top ten. I, I really recommend checking that out if you're in the mood for some Irish kind of punk, but also with like a parquet chords vibe. It's like smart stuff. Um, then I mentioned that Palehound record as well, Black Friday. That one it was it really grabbed me. I think there's a few really good songs on there, like Aaron, which is kind of about like having a transgender friend and being like, yeah, I'll, I'll call you Aaron. Like, that, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Then there's a song called Bullshit on there that's really, really good too. That made it into my top songs of the year list. How about this new Bruce Springsteen album, Jake? Western that's Stars. Right. Now, you just reminded me I haven't added that to my spreadsheet. This one is shockingly competent for a 2019 Bruce Springsteen album. This is way better than it has any right to be. Um, it's a little on the long side, but I have to say, like, the first half of this is, like, a pretty unimpeachable album. It got really good reviews, and you know how we always joke about Rolling Stone giving fives out to, like, any new U2 or Bruce Springsteen album? This one, on the Rolling Stone scale, would deserve a five. I'm not saying it's a 10 out of 10 album or anything, but, like... Did he get a five? I don't know. I haven't looked, but it, so, it would deserve it from Rolling Stone. I have not listened, other than this album, to any 2010s or 2000s Bruce albums. Okay. And I have to say, I am so fucking impressed with his voice. Yeah. Like, has he yeah. has, He sings better now than he ever has. <laughs> right? Dude, what's what is, what's the song on this where he really lets it rip? There's the one that... Sundown? Sundown. Sundown. Dude, but yeah. it's way higher oh, than that. Oh, yeah. The notes he's hitting are fucking... And he's letting them rip, and yeah. they sound great. He does the same thing on There Goes My Miracle. There yeah. goes my miracle. It's yeah. Like this high fucking note, and he fucking crushes Dude, it. Dude, he's still out here. How old is Springsteen? Like 67? 60, yeah, I think so. Something around that age. Yeah, he's he's still out here doing his thing. I was super impressed by this album, and like definitely would go back to it. There were moments where I was like, okay. Oh, like, of course. When he did like, the fucking Joe's Cafe one Sleepy Joe's Cafe. Yeah, yeah. I was like, my, eh. It was so funny. My dad was like, oh, I didn't know Bruce was singing about Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe, oh, you know, wow. like, There yeah. you go. What a um, shot from, Seriously, A uh, couple other quick ones here. I checked out this album, Adoboke Beaver with Idekoma Hits. This is this Japanese punk band Whoa. that um, was recommended to me by big friend of the pod, Kara. She's been very in on this album. I listened once. It was, it was actually pretty impressive. Uh, I got to go back to it, but I did check that out. That was good. Uh, we did mention that Mannequin Pussy album. 
that I'm came out. Really that was that was good. You know, quick listen too. Quick listen. Twenty five minutes. Hooks. You know, like energy. I, I still need to listen more to like put my thoughts together. But I'm like, the more I listen, the more I'm like, hell yeah, this is like really good. So it seems to me that this album was the is at least the response to or the result of a, like a trauma that happened. Oh to the yeah, singer. it seems that way. Seems like, and I don't want to necessarily speculate. It, it might be a bad taste, but it seems like possibly in response to like a sexual assault. That's what the lyrics Could sort be. of scream to me. Could be. Um, but I'm not sure. But yeah. I really like this. I got two listens of this the other day on a, on a nice walk. Mm. And like I really get to take in the lyrics. And yeah. I like what they're doing with some of the atmospheres they're creating. It has a nice lo-fi vibe to yeah. it. Um, and yeah, it's like just enough of all the different kinds of this sort of punk yes. that I like. All There's in a tight package. Some that are more melodic. Some moments yeah. that are a little more screaming. Intense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I've been enjoying that. How about this new Remo Drive album, Jake? This one snuck up on us. So big shout to friend of the pod, Josh, who at the wedding we were at. Now, the date of the wedding was June 22nd. This album came out May 31st. Yeah, we missed that. We flat out missed it. And he was just like, yeah, I've been really liking that new Remo Drive album. We were like, uh, come again? Yeah. That's no, what she this, said, this, Michael Scott? This was when we were maybe going to go to that national concert that got maybe rained out, a.k.a. we decided to just not go because we didn't want to stand in the rain, and we've already seen that band a lot. That's oh, when thought, he told us. I thought he mentioned it at the wedding. No, because I, I listened for the first time on my way home from that. Wow, see, that's how memory is fickle, yeah. Sean. If you hadn't listened one of those days in between, I know, it, yeah. you know what, in 10 years from now, We'll be like, yeah, we found out about that in, in September of the following year. Let history show. It was... This is why we keep records. This is why record right. keeping is important. My favorite song on this album is Around the Sun. Yeah. I think it's sick. That, that song is great. I love the first track too, Two Bucks. Yeah. I got to keep going back to it though. Two Bucks. Yeah. Um, this guy is... Not what they sound like. Also an incredible guitar player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The guy in Remo Drive, like, go see them just to see this dude play. He's really fucking good. Uh, new Rakian Tours album, Jake, called Help Us Stranger. Did you get a chance to listen to this? Not yet. Okay. I'm not saying you have to, like, go out and listen immediately. If you never listen, your life won't be any different. I will just say it's the best thing, in my opinion, Jack White has been involved with since The White Stripes. But take that with a grain of salt. Because, like, I didn't love either of those Jack White solo albums. I know a lot of other people who did enjoy them. They just weren't for me. This is very much just meat and potatoes, straightforward, like this type of rock music. There's nothing that spectacular or special, but it's all pretty competent. So, you know, if I don't know how much I'll go back to it, um, if at all, really, because like, again, there's nothing that's like that impressive. No, I can't even I don't even think I can pick out a song that I'm like, yeah, that song fucking bangs. It's all just like generally decent. Now, Sean, you mean to say that this is better than Boarding House Reach? That got a 4.7 on Pitchfork? Yeah. Yeah. The be all end all of music criticism. Right. The only thing worth. That's right. Valuing. That's in right. Music. Is there um, any others? Yeah. The new Titus Andronicus and right. Obelisk. Um, this, you know, what's funny is the way this is being presented is like, ooh, Titus Andronicus get back to their roots with like, you know, fast-paced, aggressive punk music. A lot of this, if like that is true. And this is actually better than a productive cough, which I still enjoyed. But a productive cough was still, even though it had this like classic rock, barroom, casual vibe to it, they're still singing about a lot of the same stuff. And it's like, look, it's still Patrick Stickles. Yep. Still doing his thing. He went back to fast-paced guitars. And he has said in interviews, he's like, look, 
rock music is just the medium that I chose to like say this stuff that I need to say. And whether it's punk music or if it's like a, more of a classic rock thing, it doesn't matter. It's still all in this like, he's just playing rock music. And what really is the thing with him is the lyrics, especially at this point. Like I think he's made his masterpiece. He's made like his good albums. Now he's just like, continuing and saying his stuff like this is a good album very very solid i do think you need to like be in on titus to really get down with it and like it though like like if you're trying to get into them with this album don't do that listen to the monitor um but this is very very solid okay. and then the last one is this new hatchy record keepsake oh i listened to that one too um forgot to mark this that. is a good one this is I, I think there's a handful of good songs on here i think i got a little bit bored with it by uh, the by the back half, but I got very bored by it. I gotta be yeah. honest. I thought like some of what she was doing was cool. Yeah. Um, and definitely we've been throwing this word around ad nauseum, but it is a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's definitely like pretty yeah. atmospheric and like sort of like a little bit uh a little bit dream pop ish. Yeah. Uh but yeah, there just are several songs in here where I was like, There's nothing here that totally hooks me. From the production uh, yeah. down to the melodies. There, there, there was a couple songs where the melodies were like, Okay, we out here, but other than that, I was like, Yeah, I'm oh. I'm a little I'm a little bored by it. Um, so yeah, actually, June has been kind of like a big month for new music. Um, let's wrap up, Jake. Unless you had any other ones you wanted. No, to... no. I just wanted to really quick, quickly give a plug to to my friend Trent, who put out an EP. That's right. Uh, this month yep. called "More Trees, Please." I gave that a listen as well. Three songs on it. It's a it's a quick listen. I got to play some bass on it, so it was really fun. Yes, and he's a, he's a super talented songwriter who'd be worth. Uh, checking out absolutely it's on Bandcamp um, so let's do a quick release radar jig this week we have a new Tom York solo record coming out called Anima Anima A-N-I-M-A it's all uppercase um, what What are your thoughts on like new new Tom York solo stuff in the year 2019 I'm actually like more excited than I thought I would be. That's exactly my take. I was going to say I'm more excited than I have any reason to be. Yeah. It's weird. I have this tendency to separate him from Radiohead and be like, oh, the Tom York solo album is not exciting, but Radiohead is. And it's like, it's like no. In reality, this is pretty exciting. Yeah. The fact this that he's like dropping any music at all. It's a big deal. I'm looking forward to um, it. So As in, I just found out about it. A couple other ones. Um, Freddie Gibbs, rapper, is putting out a new album with producer Mad Lib. Which is like always kind of a big deal when Madlib collaborates with somebody. Um, so I'll probably check that out too. And like Freddie Gibbs, you know, I, I haven't listened to him a ton, but like I know him to be a talented and good rapper. And um, from what I understand, I think Madlib is very particular about who he works with. Okay. Um, so I think that would be pretty good. It got album of the week on Stereo Gum. So uh, also, Jake, I know you're excited for this. The Black Keys. <laughs> Can you believe what this album's called? It's called Let's Rock. What, dude? What? Yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's rock. rock. Let's rock. The Black Keys. Are you gonna listen to this? Yeah. You will. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I didn't listen to Turn Blue. I don't think I will. I'm gonna unless it's like the best thing. I'm not gonna listen. How will you know? This if is like a Ford commercial waiting to happen. It is. How will you know if it's the best thing, Sean, until you listen to it? Well, Pitchfork will tell me. Right. Exactly. Metacritic um, will. Here's one for you, Jake. Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Okay. Cosmic Thrill Seekers. Now, I heard one of the singles off of this. It's called Lauren, I think. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna check this out. I, I Prince Daddy and the Hyena, like they could do some stuff. They do. 
Um, and then other than that, I think that's about it. Yeah, that, that's all that's on my radar. Yep. I have nothing else to cool. add, as if that wasn't obvious from the last <laughs> four minutes of... Uh, yeah, so that does it for us this week. Let us know what your favorite albums and songs of the year are so far, and let us know if we missed anything, because we're always on the lookout for those hidden gems. But we will be back, maybe not next week, but also maybe next week. Who knows? We have been unpredictable this year. We have. We're, we're wild cards. Well, you know what we're doing, Jake, is we're, is we're withholding the dopamine rush of listening to a new episode, and we're varying the the dopamine hit. So it's actually making people crave it even more because it's you know they don't they can't rely on it. So. And, and that's what explains the spike in listenership and ad <laughs> revenue that we've enjoyed over these past few months. <laughs> okay. Um. I, I like when people refer to like in like we we've enjoyed this. You know what yes. else I really like when people say what I crave this. I've been craving this. I crave your company. Yes, Jake. I like. I think when people say that, it's very funny. Crave is good. I, I was happy you picked up on the enjoy thing because I think it's really yes. funny. Oh, you know, over the past few months we've enjoyed. We've luxuriated in, in the, the glow of, of increased ad, ad revenues. <laughs> I think um, when in truth we've never had an ad <laughs> revenue. We've never no, made us this podcast has only cost us money and not really that much. No, no. I think um, when people Labor of love people when people say crave in the context of uh, like medieval times or when they're talking to some authority figure or king. My liege, we crave your counsel. It's like, okay, yeah. let, like, relax, dude. My liege yeah. is one of my favorite, <laughs> yes. favorite phrases. It's yes. so fucking funny. Never not funny. My liege. <laughs> it reminds me of Jafar. Who calls the sultan my liege? The entire movie. Oh, but my liege. Just like, groveling, like... This fucking... Uh, I'm the royal vizier. It's like, dude... It's like, you, dude, you're a fucking crook. You're a snake. It's <laughs> Quite so, literally. It's you turn so, into a snake. Yeah. It couldn't be more so, but Jasmine should marry me. It's like, dude, no. I'm six foot eight and like a hundred pounds. Oh, man. Uh, that does it. That does it. What an episode. It's a long one. Wow. And we crashed the fucking thing. Yeah. Jesus. Listen for that. Stick Thanks. around for the after show. Thanks, everybody. show fodder yeah from the last few weeks that there's actually no pre-show fodder if that makes sense it does it's uh yeah the, the, i think that's a paradox yeah one of our best friends got married kudos to matt and julia we were in the wedding party we i were. gave a speech you did we were part of the ceremony we walked people down the aisle and we walked into we were introduced that's at, right. At the, uh, the reception. At the reception. Now, I got to go last. Well, before Matt and Julia. Yep. 
and I got to see everybody else's intro. And no one really did anything. No. Also, we were kind of off to the side. so There was, was not like, a lot of room to walk. No. Not a lot of no, runway. No. So I was just like, little just, smile. And just yeah, I just went. kind of bopped in. And like yeah. I let, I let the, the girl I was with go in front of me, yeah. I think. Yeah. I actually barely remember. Yeah. I was a little drunk. Right. I had like kind of a buzz going. Yeah. And I like, I just kind of bopped in. I was like, because I, I saw what the deal was with people in front of us. Right. I was like, oh, like no one's even really looking. Everyone's no. talking, and like we're just gonna zip in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So got that was a totally big fine. takeaway from that. The guy got my name right. He did. Pronounced it to a T. And so did um someone else did too. Someone else nailed it. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember either. Anyways, nailed your name. It was spelled correctly on the probe. That's that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, so that was big. Without the capital S. Um. A quibble. I think the NBA Finals came and went. The Raptors are our new champions. We're now looking at the most exciting time in the NBA, which is free agency kicking off. When no basketball is being played. Correct. It's all speculation and just so that's exciting. It's fully summer. This this week has felt like summer for the first time. I, I and I don't like it. It's hot. I hate the heat, man. I just like uh, what the fuck. How I, I, it still boggles my mind. A couple days ago. I had this thought where I was like, and this is before like it was even hot at all. I was like, hey, maybe, you know, it's almost July. Maybe I get away with no ACs this year. I just don't do it. I tough it out. It's, it won't be that bad. And today I'm like, I'm like, ooh, it's, it's not even that hot today. But I'm like, ooh, I'm going to need those. I think that I, I think that I have that thought at least once every summer. And then you hit July 15th, yep. July 20th. And you're like. Oh, <laughs> this is this is what summer is. This is hell. Yeah, I I, I now <laughs> yeah. see. I'm gonna get a napkin to blow my nose. It's good thing it's a pre-show. Yeah, I saw a, a news headline about how hot it's going to get this summer in like major cities, and the headline was like, "Hell is coming." <laughs> and um, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's probably true." Um, how close are we? Jake to a true climate disaster where like either people need to move from where they're living or like dude we the course has already been set for that oh, right I'm saying when will that sort of when happen? will that inevitably happen oh dude like 2035 that's 2040 pretty soon it's gonna be in our life yeah and it yeah, we're seeing parts of it now. That's kind of fucked. It is fucked. And like, yeah, yeah the idea of that heat is just not, it doesn't sit well with me. No, no, the, it's the scary. constant just light sweating. So like, I'm like, especially around like the groin. For me, it's the groin in the back. Yeah. My back. Yeah. And just my fucking sides. Yes. I don't want my sides to be, no, to have a lather. It's a whole a lot. A Rodney Harrison, we worked up a lather, <laughs> lather going on. I don't need that. Uh, other news. Uh, what's going on pop culture wise? Game of Thrones wrapped up. We talked about that. Um, yeah, we're on to new shows. Big Little Lies featuring Meryl Streep is on. I started watching that show Euphoria on HBO. It's pretty good. Um, you know, we're chugging along here, Jake. It's fucking late June. We're man. chugging along. I like this yawn is such. That's a, a summer yawn. It right is a there. summer yawn. It's a heat yawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It you're is. like, oh, you're tired. No, I'm just hot. No, it's hot and like, <laughs> I, like there's nothing else for my body to do to express that. It's already tried sweating. 
<laughs> yeah, true. I have not watched those shows, so I, actually I saw like half of episode three of season two of Big Little Lies the other day. Mary oh, Kate was okay, watching okay, it. Okay, yeah. It seemed pretty sure, good. It's entertaining. There's a lot of drama. Yeah, oh, yeah. A lot, yeah, of, yeah, a lot yeah, of intrigue. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Seemed that, absolutely. Uh, you know... Some characters did some things that some other characters weren't so happy of about. Of course, of course. That's you know. the name of the game on that show. And on TV dramas. Now, there is a new Toy Story coming. I want out, to see it. Or is out now. I think it's out. I want to see it. It's been getting rave reviews. I saw one that said it was like nearly perfect. Yep. Which blows my mind that they've gone back to the well for a fourth time and they're still knocking it out of the park. They're batting a thousand on yeah. these movies. Um Speaking of movies, will you see this movie yesterday? This Beatles no, movie? No, I won't. You will not? No. I might, and I expect to be disappointed. I, I don't like the concept. Um, I don't like... I like the concept. It looks like they didn't do it right. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I Okay, so you like the concept of, well, what if in the future, no yep. one remembers the Beatles, and this guy takes all of their songs, performs them basically as his own, and, and then it's Beatlemania 2.0. <laughs> No, like I okay. said, I don't think they handled it very well. Uh, okay, because that's what I mean when I say the concept. I think the concept of people forgetting them over time is interesting. I think that they should do more of a job exploring what the world would actually be like if they never existed. Yeah, because now that's interesting. It seems to me that this world is exactly the same. That is which the, the concept, which is... Be. it would No. Because the Beatles are what? like In terms of like pop culture phenomenons... Of the last 50, 60 years, they're in the top 10. That butter, Right? They have to be. They, they, oh, top five, top three, top whatever. Yeah. But they, without them, think of the butterfly effect with no Beatles. Yeah, of music and of other stuff. Of pop culture, of we, just like, life. N- nuclear war may have wiped us out already. I can see that being a reality yeah. if the Beatles don't exist. I, I can't explain to you how, but it's on the table. And like, just think about how many people they influenced in one way or another. Correct. Music's totally different. Everything's different. Everything's and it different. just seems like the world's the same in this movie. That, which is so, annoying. See, and this is what I mean. I'm like, no, I'm not going to see it. And also, like Ed Sheeran is in it and seems to play a pretty prominent role. And look, I'm not here to hate on anybody, but I, you know, was, was he? He well, he had his schedule free up because Game of Thrones is over. He can right. stop being a Lannister. Um, Did you know that he is the number one artist on Spotify? Yeah. That, yeah. Kind of crazy to me. I don't it, fully it, see the appeal. I don't either. I've never, there's never been an Ed Sheeran song I've heard that I've been like, yep, Same. hell yeah. But it's so. There's something I, I like a little. Just blandly palatable. Yeah. That of course it would rack up the streams, you know? Because I think to be the most streamed Spotify artist, you have to exist on all of these like random ass playlists yeah. that just get played like constantly. What? It's not just that like you have good songs, you're popular. It's like you're an algorithm and you exist to be put on these curated playlists. What's the equivalent of Ed Sheeran of TV? Um, Law and Order. Okay, okay. Maybe, all but right. like... Like N- NCIS. But uh, yeah, that's probably more accurate because I think Law and Order... Is actually like sort of respected. Law and Order is respected, I think, mostly for its longevity and for like the way it like yeah. kind of set a standard for that yeah. kind of show. I think it's like also like sometimes laughably ridiculous. I think that's also a knock. So maybe maybe Law and Order. Maybe Law and Order. Or I mean I don't know Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 
Could be Big Bang. That's just somehow like culturally ubiquitous, but no, like, does anyone actually like this? I, a lot of people do. I've run into a lot of people who think Big Bang Theory is hilarious, and uh, I think less of them for it. It 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 sucks. That show's bad. Um, and every every time I've watched it, I just have had that exact yeah. opinion. Yeah. Reemphasized. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. We can continue. Yeah. With the podcast. Well. I think that's all I had. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. I mean, honestly, being so the wedding thing, being yeah. in someone's wedding, yeah. was really cool. And like, I I made a point to tell Matt during it. I was like, this I was an honor for me. Like, I really appreciate it. So I have now been in two weddings. Okay. And this was my first experience. I think it, it was like I had more of those thoughts the first time when I did it in my sister's wedding, where I was like, "Oh, you're in a wedding." Yep. And I think this time around, I didn't think about it that much. Here's what I'll say: I, 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 I think it was you were like you're the best man. I think yeah. you were like a very obvious pick. I think yeah. I was just outside of obvious, and for other yeah. people externally. Like I think if if people were to guess his wedding party, right, I might not. I would be guessed in like twenty five percent of ballots. Uh, okay, Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. They, like it would be a dark horse. So pick. yeah, maybe for me it was like, yeah, of course I'm here. Of course, yeah, exactly. This is, this is the the reality. Right. So it didn't surprise me, and it didn't make me think about it that much. I guess. There you go. Yeah, that's, that, that's a that's a great point. Feeling that way. That's a great point. You know, it is cool though. It is. It was it nice. Is, uh, it was a good time. It is a nice thing. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you were in it too. Thanks, man. Uh, all right, let's let's dive in here. Uh, let me get my notes up. All right, so we'll start with our 2019 so far stuff. Uh, yes. Okay. Let's do that. We gonna start with albums? Yeah. Or songs? Albums. We'll start with we'll start with albums. Uh, Top ten of both. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. 